like even still to this day like we'll get emails of like people like like buying our like that ep on Bandcamp. and like thank you so much but like don't <laughs> If incidents happen, they happen. The mosh pit is a place of no discipline. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. This is another episode of the Scoped Exposure Podcast. This is an episode that's all Alberta, and I'm very excited to be welcoming a very good friend of mine to the show, Michelle from False Body. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey, yeah, thanks for finally having me. <laughs> yeah, finally. I guess like that's I shouldn't say finally as in like finally, Spencer, but like <laughs> me finally, you know, <laughs> just like calling me out at the top of the episode. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, I think if anything, it's been the opposite that I've bugged you a lot to come on the show. And, you know, I think uh, with new false body music coming down the pipe, you know, now feels like the right timing for everything. Um, but honestly, I've been a big fan of your band and who you are as a person. And I'm just very excited to spend some time with you on the show yeah. today. Right on. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so um, for uh, the uninitiated or people that might not know who you are, because we got people from all over who are listening to this podcast, obviously, um, there's a bunch of false body fans that I'm, sh that I'm sure that are tuning in. But anyone who's unfamiliar with the band, you just want to intro what you do in in the in false body. In false body. Yeah, I do vocals. The only vocalist. Well, Justin is now sort of starting to do a little bit of vocals like here and there, right. but yeah, ultimately, yeah, I am the vocalist. <laughs> I was, yeah, at the last show when he just, just, just popped that out, out of nowhere. I was like, oh my goodness, because it's such a stark contrast from your like super high screech to his like guttural lows. So I yeah, totally. Yeah. Like when we like just recorded, that was like the first time that we like tried any sort of like extra vocals with him mm -hmm. and like he didn't even know what he was gonna do and like he did that and we're all just like wasn't expecting that but yes yeah. <laughs> like more, more that's of that it. Place. yeah yeah um, exactly <laughs> i think um i think i before um before we were friends i remember seeing him when he was playing in slumlord when they were still a band mm -hmm. this is at the very tail end but i remember he was he was doing vocals, but I don't remember it was of that style. So again, it's like, yeah, I'm I don't just think that it was <laughs> scream into this mic and see what happens. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> um, so like I said, there's some new false body that's coming down the pipe. So I'm sure we're going to cover that. But before we get mm -hmm. into any of the music chats, Michelle, tradition here to check a Bev before we get going. Uh, and it's extra tradition for the guests to go first. So tell me what you're bringing oh, to the show. Of course, yes. As far as well, I thought like long and hard and like I couldn't find anything like cool for the Bev King. But I do have something that I've never tried before. Oh, okay. I respect. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's Rise Brewing Oat Milk Latte Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Can confirm Rise mm. is very, very good. Yeah. All right. Right on. Yeah, the the oat, the oat milk really did it for me. So it's uh, yeah. I I have a lot of friends that do the latte. I've done. I think the very first one that I had was the mocha version. 
Um, and mm. that's also very good. It also is in that oat milk vein. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a big fan of rye. So good choice. Yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah. The, the, that was the other one I was debating between the two at the store. Mm-hmm. I figured I'll try that one later. So yeah, <laughs> the, the King of Bev's approves of your choice. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just drinking a liquid death myself just because it's like finally summer classic. here. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> I feel like I'm always, it's always that thing where it's like, I look back at older episodes of the podcast and i was always bringing these like obscure things and sometimes i'm like am i just becoming one-dimensional with this it's just i have (laughs) so much in my in my um my call i think i sent you home with like two cases yeah we got some yeah yeah that like I'm assuming that's your garage, like in that like end game video of like it just like pulling out. It, it's my those, parents' garage. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. They were, yeah. I think I've told the story a couple times, and I'll just give you the very short version. It was just we got a pallet delivered, and mm-hmm. my parents were not psyched the fact that <laughs> they were finding out about like an entire flat of liquid death. So I, I, it was my mission when I was out there to like make sure that I had a ton of friends coming through and picking mm-hmm. picking up as much but now they're like no no more now that now we want you know th- they've bought into the liquid death um, oh right on a little bit more uh well so, like is that palette gone they're still kerning through it um you mm-hmm. know i think i still have a few you know, when did it, there's maybe like eight um cases in my closet but if if <laughs> talking about my a mountain of liquid death that has like slowly diminished over this place is so funny to me because there used to be so much over here and then that mm-hmm. has moved into the closet but in the closet it was like stacked so i feel like by the end of 2022 i think there might not be any left unless i get some wow. more so we'll have to see right yeah, yeah yeah all right <laughs> um michelle cheers to you friend really excited yes, to indeed. have you on yeah thanks of course uh cheers there we go yeah whoa did you hear that (laughs) oh the um the little opening yeah that was really intense i do remember some of those cans that have the co2 just like packed in it it's just like it released that was packed (laughs) yeah i thought (laughs) (laughs) i was like dying there for a second you felt it I did, I, yeah it it exploded on your end and then it like hit me in the chest um michelle really excited to have you on any new guests that i have on the show i always like to get their like hardcore origin story how they got put on the path of discovering this kind of strange uh loud chaotic music um so take me mm-hmm. way back in time and tell me the first times that you were hearing breakdowns two steps screaming in general and uh we <laughs> can kind of lean in a little bit there go into that yeah i mean like i don't know i feel like i kind of like found hardcore like later in life <laughs> you know like i wasn't like i hear like some of your guests they're like i was 13 years old and i was listening to whatever like I was listening to like Blink 182. <laughs> like I was super into pop punk, like junior high, even like into high school. I remember like, and like maybe you watched this on Much Music, the punk show. <laughs> the punk show. I don't think Yeah. Yeah. So like I, I like watched Much Music all the time and I saw like an ad for like the show called The Punk Show. Okay. And it was like every Thursday at like 
I don't know, 10 or 11 at night. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I would just like write down bands that I really liked. And like, that's how I discovered Alexis on fire. And then I really got into like that type of music and like screamo and like going into high school. That was like the heaviest sort of stuff that I listened to. Definitely. And yeah, just sort of like trying to find more music like that. of just like scouring the internet and one day I came across this little band called Punch and was just like immediately obsessed, totally resonated with me. And uh, I had never heard anything like it. And then that sort of like opened up the world to like hardcore and like power violence and like all those awesome bands. And then, yeah. Yeah. Now we're here. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it was funny. As soon as you jumped on, like my eyes immediately went to the punch sticker that's on your fridge. Oh, yeah. Oh, it yeah. Seems to be like the biggest. <laughs> how, how embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so let's break down a, a couple of those pieces. So first off, like the punk show, was that more just like, um, because I know like it, it's very funny. Um, the episode that Jess and I just put out, we, 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 uh, disband came up in the conversation so that was a show that i watched um a little bit more on much music but was the punk show a little bit more of like um trl like they would just play music videos of bands it, yeah it literally was like a half an hour slot of just like random like punk bands there probably even was like hardcore bands but at the time like i wasn't really paying attention to that mm -hmm. and then uh yeah like i discovered like quite a few bands that I really liked from that show um, in like my parents' basement at like the middle of the night and being like, what the fuck is going on down there <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's like, I don't like fully remember like what the structure of it, but I'm pretty sure it was just like a half an hour of like music video after music video after music video. Right. And um, yeah, like I said, like I saw like the Alexis on fire, like pulmonary archery video and like, that sort of opened up the world of that. And then, yeah, after the punk show, it was called like much loud, I think, which like, I couldn't get into that, but yeah, I don't know. That was sort of the, I guess the gist of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't like a, or maybe there even was a host. Honestly, I don't even remember. That was so long ago. I feel like maybe they did like little interview snippets of like bands and stuff every now and again, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm sure maybe someone knows. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it, it is it is interesting how like a lot of people in the States definitely had the, the uh, MTV and all that kind of stuff. But like us Canadians, we didn't have much of that. So it was just like a lot of much music and you know, our, that was our version of it. Um, so yeah. So like, but it was funny how you were saying how, you know, super late at night. And I feel like most kids are either staying up late or something. I remember, you know, one of the early, you know, pushing my bedtime was like me just with my game boy playing pokemon <laughs> crystal or something um, mm -hmm. uh, or listening to my like my walkman uh so, but it sounded like you like what initially attracted you to like just having a notepad and writing down these bands was it just out of like pure curiosity or was there something else there and yeah that's like pretty much what it was like none of my friends like even when i was like like listening to pop punk and stuff like none of my friends listened to that so I didn't really have like anyone to like bounce music off of and like hey check out this band that kind of that kind of thing so that sort of felt like it was like that to me right and like of course I would still try to show my friends these bands and they're just like you're not getting the aux cord kind right. of thing right yeah 
Um, so, but so, yeah, that's, I guess, kind of how it was. Yeah, so it was kind of like you felt like you were on an island and then finding some kind of... Um, some kind of source of that where it's like, oh, maybe I'm actually not the only one that that likes this. Yeah, and, yeah, know, yeah, exactly. Connect with it. I got you. Totally. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so we covered a little bit about that, just like the early stages. So, what was it about, um, about Punch that just went a layer deeper as far as like, oh, like that, like, was it clear to you that it was something totally different, or like what initially? Yeah, um, it it, it was. Yeah, it just, I don't know, everything about it just, like, really spoke to me. And like I said, like, at that point, I had never heard anything like that. And all the bands that I had listened to up to that point, with, like, the exception of, like, maybe one or two, I had never sort of seen somebody who wasn't a dude in a band like that. Mm -hmm. And that was super appealing to me. And just, like, the sound of the vocals and, like, the guitar, just, like, yeah everything about it just I just immediately was gravitated towards it and like even down to like the lyrics like related to them and like yeah I don't know I just I was super psyched on it I still am super psyched on that yeah (laughs) yeah I think um you know we we can either go down this uh this rabbit hole or we can like kind of you know hit on it and kind of move on to other things but I think like purely I felt like I was when I was getting into this, it was either like, oh, any any uh, female who's who's in a band is either going to be like a Haley Williams from Paramore or like a um, I'm blanking on her name, but uh, the the girl from Evanescence, where it's like, oh, Amy, a- Amy, <laughs> one of those. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't even like it's not even important for me to like fact yeah. check because I don't I don't think I'll ever have her on the podcast. Maybe. Probably not. Um, put it out there. <laughs> put it out there. But um, yeah, like I always felt like it's like, oh, you're the the girl in the the pop punk band that's like having that like, you know, where it's not like super whiny vocals that uh, a dude in a pop punk band or you have this like super operatic almost like mm-hmm. ability to sing. And then just getting deeper and deeper. It's like, oh, this is just like this is just it's just normal for it to be whoever to be holding a mic and they could sound Mm -hmm. it's they can sound super crazy or they could sound you know some like super dark and scary um like like a guy would and i think that was like something that like over time as i was exposed to more bands myself it was like oh okay and i think without that exposure i think a lot of people just stay in that like they expect if if a girl is holding the mic they're gonna sound like a Haley williams or 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 something like that. I I don't know yeah. if you agree or you want to add anything to that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like it kind of reminds me like of our first show. <laughs> um afterwards, one of the guys in like the other one of the other bands like came up to me and was like, "You know, when I saw you hold the mic, I wasn't really sure what to expect, but like I was I was pleasantly surprised." <laughs> I'm just like thanks <laughs> like thanks like yeah i don't know like what the expectation was there mm-hmm. but uh yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah and and i think you know some of those instances just might be people that i, I sometimes it, it it feels like a a two-sided coin where it's like they are being authentic and honest about like how their experience was but sometimes it's like i kind of wish that you kind of like 
internalized that and kept that to yourself and then talked about it years later versus straight to my face after I played a set, you know? Totally. It's like, it's like he tried to like compliment me, but it was like a backhanded compliment sure. on top of sure. it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so, um, so we're skipping a little bit as far as like the, you know, the start of you actually, you know, mm, playing in right. band. So like, what was the, the lead up from like, okay, I'm discovering more hardcore music. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm seeing a band like punch. That's like, kind of like feeling like, Oh, maybe I could do that too. Like, so what was the, the timeline of you being like, okay, now I want to, to try this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess like what year, like, honestly, like a lot of it has to do with like Lee and like giving me the opportunity to like try to do something like that. Like even before meeting him, like I wanted to be in a band and like I tried to learn guitar and like some sort of instrument. Like I had never really considered like doing vocals because I just never did. Um, but like got discouraged with like instruments and that kind of thing. And then, yeah, I met Lee and right around that same time, um, there was like uh, Not Enough Fest in Edmonton. I don't know if like you remember. It only happened for two years. Yeah. That, I, like that was well before I moved for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was like 2013, 2014, maybe yeah. sort of thing. And um, yeah, basically it was like this thing advertised to like women, queer people, like um, to get together, meet people, start a band, like teach each other instruments. And then at the end of all the workshops there was like the festival of all the bands playing oh, okay. and um so like the first year i just like attended like the show and saw the bands and then i was like next year like i'm totally going to like the workshops like i'm gonna start a band like hell yeah and um i did all of that and that was such a huge sort of thing for me because i have a lot of like social anxieties and like all of that stuff so i really pushed myself to do that and sadly nothing came out of it <laughs> um I just I didn't meet people that were into the same music as me but like it sort of still lit the fire under me to like want to do it mm. and uh yeah like met Lee and at that time he was in contention um I guess at this point we didn't really do much but we basically it would just be him and I in the jam space covering punch <laughs> of course um and just me trying to like find my voice and like just see if I could do it and uh yeah from there after like I was comfortable with like so like Lee I at the very start he would be literally in the hallway of the jam space and I would be in the like the room because like I couldn't even do it in front of him <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny <laughs> Yeah, like you go stand and, out there, uh, but like have the patch cable running yes, so I could still. Yes, this giant cord going like under the door, and then wow. finally I was like comfortable with him like coming in, and then we got like uh, Justin Drummer to learn these punch songs just so we could just you know I could have the experience of like doing it, and at that point there was no like band, like thoughts of making a band out of it. Um, and then like contention unfortunately like stopped being a band and then yeah that's sort of like how it segued into like well like maybe let's start like writing songs and like see what we can do with this kind of thing so yeah it basically just started as a punch cover band <laughs> with lee standing outside so you could be like 
let me just scream my guts out yeah, without being witnessed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, I remember the first time that like Justin came to jam, I was like, I gotta be so cool. Like, I can't like show him that I am feeling so nervous that he's here. Right. Like, will he notice if I'm like turning my back to him so I don't have to look at him? Like, right. kind of thing. Like, yeah, it's funny. Well, th- and like, yeah. I think there's something to be said that where like I feel like m- every musician has a different thing that they need to be their best and i don't think that it's as simple to say like oh you know you know uh michelle's just like learning and you know um you know it 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 gets better with time because i've heard of musicians who are like well into their careers they've put out albums on albums of albums but they're like when this person records bass no one but him and the producer can be in the room together Mm. but like Mm -hmm. when and it's just a true proven track record where the the entire band will be there and they could just be on their phones just doing like nothing to kind of mess with the vibe but he just needs Mm -hmm. to be so like literally in his own world with no one else there so yeah and and i'm just alluding to this person versus just name dropping them um but i think that (laughs) is something that's very important to like whether it's like very early in when you're playing in bands or like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where you realize later on, it's like, you know, find actually what works with you in a recording or practice kind of setting and don't be ashamed or like uh, think that your bandmates are going to think you're weird if you're like, hey, like, I need this to do like, and that could be anything from, hey, like for writing my lyrics, like I need like ample like i need this amount of time or like i can mm-hmm. hyper focus in a week's time you know whatever it is yeah yeah definitely yeah <laughs> so yeah. so you know start like f- again it wasn't this idea that false body was going to be this band it was like i'm just kind of figuring things out with lee and then justin drummer kind of was there just to because it's it's really hard to not do a proper band practice without drums it's like as soon as the bit uh, the drummer cancels you're like oh well i guess practice isn't happening <laughs> yeah, no jam um so like yeah contention breaks up and then when was the idea of like okay okay we're starting this new band but like false body to me has always had like a super unique and different sound than anything than anything else in like not even just western canada but canada in, in general like i oh, haven't thanks. really heard <laughs> bands of the hardcore space that sound like you and you know most of my friends when i show them they're like okay there's like tons of like chaotic like converge-esque-ness there so was the plan to be that sporadic and crazy like out the out the get-go or did that come with time um i i think i don't know if there was ever really like a plan like Lee it's like probably no surprise is like a huge Converge fan like you can't see but like over there there's a giant Jane Doe flag right (laughs) um so that's like a huge influence on like how he writes and what he likes but like yeah there wasn't really a plan of like this is how we're gonna sound um and like it's funny like yeah like listening to our our EP just just yesterday it's so crazy how like like Lee was like basically said how he was trying to do more like not melodic but like trying to do something different than like what he was used to writing and he just sort of defaulted back to what he likes to write and that's what he likes to write (laughs) yeah so um yeah it's very 
very funny how False Body is a band that I've filmed on more than two hands, I would say, over your guys' yes. you know, existence. <laughs> and every time that you know I put out a set, people are like, where's this band's music? I was like, well, there's an EP on on their band camp, but like, you know, as, as someone who's not even in the band, I'm like, these aren't even the songs that you're hearing in, in the scope sets. So like mm-hmm. how I'm, I'm genuinely curious if that felt like if I, my channel's exposure was like, Oh, like we, we got to like get our stuff, you know, like our actual, like the stuff that truly showcases out, out into the world. Or if that was just becoming a little overbearing to a degree. No, it was good because we didn't have anything good. <laughs> like none of us were happy with that recording. Like even at the time, and like it was my when first was that ex- recorded. Twenty seventeen. Okay. Like almost five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like at the time, like there was some guy that just had like a deal. So like I don't remember how much we spent. Like nothing basically, and it definitely shows. Like it's just bad recordings. And, like, even, like I said, at the time, like, we weren't really happy with it. And, like, I've never been, well, I shouldn't say never, especially at that time, like, I hated how my vocals sounded. Yeah. Um. So, like, I couldn't even listen to it from, like, back into 2017, like, let alone now. Um. So, basically, yeah, like, the plan back then was to, yeah, like, try to get something out there but it just never really worked out that way. But then we were so grateful and thankful for everything that you've ever recorded because at least, you know, on our Instagram, we don't have to have our band camp. We can have like a YouTube link to your channel of like one of our sets of like songs that we're actually proud of. And like, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was always funny because like, I think the very first time I caught a false body set was when, I had just moved to Alberta and then there was like a, you know, at the, at the time, like scoped is just getting started. So any, any show I was trying to get to, and then there was like a nine band show in Edmonton. Yes. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, this is so much content. And like, truthfully, <laughs> some of the sets like are very, very buried and you know, they're for those bands if they want to go back and look, but your set specifically, like really caught my, my, my eye and my ear. And I was like, whoa like who is this band and who is this girl with this like neon yellow hair just like screaming like life depends on it so I think that was like the the initial beginning and then you know we've become friends and like just caught so many different instances like uh you guys playing uh in Vancouver for the DPK fest and then you guys playing uh the scoped anniversary like there's just so many instances where it's just like like I was just genuinely so stoked to to see you, but then like you, your band is like one of the examples of like documenting it from its origin. And now mm-hmm. it feels like, you know, now, now I'm like just eagerly awaiting um, all this new stuff, which just for the record, I have been sent the link and I have listened to it. And I was like, it feels like no. it's been well worth the wait of like all the <laughs> stuff that I've seen live that I've loved. And now it's mm-hmm. like, like you said, properly properly recorded right on yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's yeah it it is interesting to like go and look back and like actually I even this morning like I was like when was the first like video that you filmed and yeah it was like 
November of like, yeah, 2017 or something. Like it would have been like shortly after we released that like shitty EP. And uh, yeah, is again, as much as I like hate to like hear myself, it, it is really interesting just to see how like I personally have like progressed, like not only with my vocals, but but just like stage presence and just being comfortable with like the mic, you know, like it's really cool to like see that literally from like the very beginning to now. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. And I think that's something I can really commend you on is like at the beginning, it would be like, you know, ha- handing the mic off to Justin and he would say something. <laughs> yeah. And I think I, I think on the scope to your anniversary, I was like, Michelle, you need to, <laughs> you need to start the set. And you did, and you did that for me and I was so happy, but like, I have seen you just become more, confident and just like own your spot so like do you feel like without this band like like that this band has been the biggest driving factor to building that skill set for you is that right totally yeah 100 percent. like absolutely like i yeah totally um even just like being at shows like around people like specifically shows that we play like i still feel when i'm like attending a show if i'm not playing it like i still like unfortunately sort of like revert back to just the like shy like girl in the corner but like at our own shows like I really feel like confident and like I want to talk to people and I want people to talk to me and like you know I want (laughs) to I mean I still don't think I'm great at stage banter in the beginning (laughs) but like I'm getting better I'm at least talking (laughs) yeah yeah. It, it, it is like you know something to be said that like starting a band and then just seeing how that affects someone and then that those you know if it's confidence if it's you know being able to talk to people if it's like marketing uh salesmanship because you're trying to like organize shows and 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 other deals like those are all Mm -hmm. skill sets that you can take into your regular life with like your job your relationships Mm -hmm. so it's just been cool to um uh, you know, Jordan, who produces this podcast as well, like we joke all the time that like, sometimes, you know, we have these like parasocial relationships with like people and then they come on the podcast. And, you know, for me, it's always like, oh, I'm such a big fan of yours. And they're like, I need to, I need to remember that I, they're meeting me for the first time. So it's like, mm-hmm. I have to kind of like, have this weird thing where it's like, I can bring it up to like, now we're more acquaintance level versus just I'm just this random podcast person. But yeah. I think that's the thing where documenting bands has put me at the front row of that band's like where they are at that moment. And I feel like with the amount of times I've filmed False Body, it's just been so like like seeing every single detail in the the way not only you have grown as a musician, but like the the other guys and like the music. Mm-hmm and um the songwriting so it's it's just been really awesome honestly and it's whenever people are like who are the who are the bands in western canada that you have to recommend like false body is always top of the list for me um like thanks of course um so <laughs> you can you know, s- soon hopefully you know s- actually send them to like a good music <laughs> like soon enough but yeah, yeah. well maybe <laughs> yeah it's like so maybe that's a good segue into like yeah so like you have recorded new music uh do you yes. want to talk to me about how many songs um and all that yeah 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 i think there's 10 songs i believe um a lot of them are still like really old songs <laughs> um and like we had the conversation of like do we just like and like 
we have a ton of new songs that aren't recorded, obviously. So like the conversation was like, do we just scrap these songs and just record all this new stuff that like we actually like, well, we still like these new, the ones that we recorded, but like the ones that are brand new, like they're fresh and they're new and like probably represent us even more than these current ones. But um, yeah, no, we decided like, let's at least like record them just so like we can have them out kind of thing. And um, yeah, there's 10, 10 songs. Uh, we did like a music video for oh. one of them. Yeah, just like a little thing in our jam space. Nothing crazy, but like that's a thing that we did too. Um, Yeah, it it sounds so good. Not to just like toot my own horn, but like it sounds so good, you know. Like, (laughs) uh, yeah. So I'm I'm very excited to finally finally have something that like I'm okay with people listening to. (laughs) Right. You're like "Uh, like keep this buried, but you're like no, actually listen to this. Um, yeah for real and like even still to this day like we'll get emails of like people like like buying our like that ep on Bandcamp. and like thank you so much but like don't <laughs> like i feel like i should give your money back because i personally don't like this release yes exactly and so i would not be surprised at like once this new stuff is released that that is just like the delete button hit gets hit and like it never existed <laughs> so anyone who act like who act, the one to two people who actually might like it like you know make yes. sure it's you know downloaded because it might be gone yeah. forever um, yeah exactly <laughs> that's so funny so um like for this next release you know 10 songs big body of work um and and as a fan of your band i'm happy that you're not like oh those can just exist on the scope videos because some of those songs like i feel like false body really does a great job on like memorable parts whether it's like oh this is the song with this really crazy like drum fill and then we go into this or Lee's mm-hmm. got all these like it's just <laughs> anytime you play <laughs> I don't know what the song is called but anytime you guys play the song where Lee like it's the hi-hat intro and then Lee goes I just like yeah that's one of my just favorite like openings of just any song just like we're just gonna throw in this tape this crazy you know noodly part um but I do think that False Betty does a really good job of just like memorable parts in like this really condensed amount of time. So, um, it, so I'm happy that you're putting that on, you know, under the mic and it's properly recorded and goes out. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you, it, there's clearly other stuff that that's in in the works. Uh, yeah. As as far as writing is concerned, is there mm-hmm. plans for like doing any like physical um release of this um of these ten songs? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, like that. There's nothing like officially like confirmed about that, but like probably, <laughs> you know, probably. Mm-hmm. I know that like Justin, like Justin V was like throwing out like at least doing like tapes or something like that but yeah nothing like that has totally been confirmed quite yet so yeah how confusing is it to have two justins in the band (laughs) extremely (laughs) (laughs) um yeah there's like so many just in like the music scene there's so many justins there's so many brett's like um but yeah like even like when we were driving down to calgary like those couple weeks ago and like i don't know either lee or myself was like like hey justin and like without even like thinking of course they're both like yeah i'm like oh yeah sorry so like generally like you've been in a band together for so long and it's like still a problem 
You would think, right? Yeah. Um, so generally, like drummer Justin goes by Scobes. Scobes. Like, so like that's sort of the <laughs> that's how we do it. But like even still, like I feel like I still call him Justin, or I'll just be like, "Hey, Justin B." <laughs> just like so, like yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was I was always I was just thinking of like I don't think I could ever be in a band with another person named Spencer because Spencer mm-hmm. to me is just a medium amount of like a unique name it's not like super mm-hmm. out there but it's not like a john or matt or justin or justin or like <laughs> um, but i do remember there was one of my best friends growing up in middle school and and early high school his name was spencer too and he was a guitar player but the difference was i was six foot and he was like five foot three like yeah and a way better guitar player than that shout out to spencer briarcliff if no way that he's listening to this um but yeah it's always funny when bands have like two members with the same name and then it's like okay we have to we have to figure out some kind of system here so we're not mm-hmm. running into these issues all the time yeah exactly so yeah too many justins too many justins in the world. yeah um, sorry justin sorry justin shout out to both justins um, yeah absolutely absolutely so, so um, let's talk a little bit of just like more on the 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 lyrics and that kind of role in the band, because um, mm-hmm. I think, again, with very little music out in the world, there hasn't been a lot of opportunity for me to like really dive in and, and read about what, you know, Michelle actually writes false body songs about. Um, mm-hmm. So what is there like certain themes for this next release that you're like? um are they all kind of connected are they like siloed in, into their own kind of um topics talk to me about that yeah yeah i would say they're all sort of like their own kind of individual thing but like some of them do have some kind of like overlap kind of thing um and it was like funny like when i was sort of like not relearning the songs but like just becoming really familiar with them before recording not that I wasn't familiar with them because they're so old, but like, you know, just preparing for recording. There was um, a few songs in particular that I was like, I don't love these lyrics. Like, I don't relate to them anymore. I I, I don't want people to read this. <laughs> um, so I actually rewrote two of the songs um, like a week before recording. <laughs> and um, Lee helped me with another one as well. Um, so like those ones are like, I guess more, I don't know, topics that are more like fresh to me as opposed to like those all like other ones. But um, yeah, it's really interesting to like go and read something that you read that you wrote like five years ago, just to be like, relax, (laughs) like, (laughs) like, whoa, (laughs) like, you know, like, oh my gosh, that's so, yeah, no, there have been times where I've gone back, um, because I think naturally as a songwriter, like I'll, I'll write the music and the mm-hmm. where I think it's going. But I always love to have a little bit of a say as far as like the not necessarily all the word choices, but like the placement of those. And so naturally, mm-hmm. like if I'm helping with flows and and uh, and rhythms, I, you know, what if we said this? What if we did this? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, sometimes I've gone back and been like, whoa, like. <laughs> I don't think that way anymore, or that was a little bit of an overreaction, but um, yeah, and and it's funny to just talking with so many different people of different levels in their, in their bands, 
are like, yep, it's it's the same way, but like that's our hit song, so it's like we have to play it. And <laughs> as like, it is, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, and and so do you feel like getting to play a lot of the songs that you guys recorded now live and you know, I was just happened to be there and was filming it, like that helps you really bunker down and be critical about like, is this something that actually matters to me? Yeah, definitely. And like I guess like that's maybe one of the positives of like not releasing that stuff until now is like I could sort of like I have like a new appreciation for all these songs where like before we started recording them like yeah we would play them live and like it just sort of existed and it was whatever um but yeah like sort of like re-falling in love with these songs I'm like wanting to make sure that the lyrics were just as I don't know good and meaningful I guess which is like, yeah, why, like I said, like I rewrote a couple of them, um, which yeah, I'm glad that I ended up ended up doing because I think that they're actually like better songs now. <laughs> like, so yeah, yeah. So what, um, what is something as a songwriter or a vocalist that, so this is t- a two-parter, what's something mm-hmm. that you know that you're like naturally like really skilled at and you're like, I have this down on point and um yeah, like I have this in the pocket. And then what's something that you really have had to work on a lot um, in, in your process? And again, that could be anything from the songwriting to like the actual execution of it, the recording, the live stuff. Like mm-hmm. talk to me about something you feel like you're like, I am naturally good at this. And then, the, and then the other side is like, what is something that you're like, I'm not, but I have worked towards being better at it. Mm. I mean, it's hard to pick out something that I'm, like, naturally good at. I don't know. Like, I think, like, for the most part, like, when when the guys are working on a new song, even if I don't have lyrics, like, I'll already sort of know, like, what I want it to sound like in my head. And then, like, I can then write lyrics around it so, like, that can happen. Right if I'm good at that I don't know (laughs) I at least like maybe think that at least I'm kind of maybe good at it I don't know Mm. um and then as for like something well I'm even still working on it is like now that that stuff is going to be released like I have such a hard time of like people knowing the lyrics (laughs) like that I really struggle with that like I'm definitely getting better with the idea of like this is going to be released and like Obviously, I don't have to release the lyrics, but like probably should release the lyrics. But like, right. it, you know, it, it feels like I'm just so like self-conscious of it. And like, I don't know, just some of that stuff, it feels it's just like, here's my diary kind of thing, you know, like, mm. which like I'm trying to be better at <laughs> because, you know, I, I don't think I like think about myself being like, have I ever listened to a song and I'm just like, what the fuck are they writing about? Like, mm. I mean, maybe I have, but like, you know, like, you don't. people don't really like really read into lyrics. I don't think that much, you know? So like, I'm trying to convince myself that it's just fine. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And I appreciate you being vulnerable there because it's like, I think a lot of great bands, I feel like most bands that really latch like a lot of people latch onto is not just because of the music i really believe that it's like these lyrics resonated with these people because like you know as cheesy as it sounds it's like the message of the music 
Like, that's what I think kind of galvanizes people versus like, here's this heavy breakdown. You're like, okay, that's cool. But like, what's the (laughs) thing that makes people stay and stick around for like the next, you know, the next song and the next release. So yeah, like, I think music should be in that way where it's like, you're like putting your all into your music, but then it's like, for you, it's, it's the double side of the coin is like, oh, now it's like out there in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's something that's like, I'm like coming around to and like, even just like, even just like Lee, like it took so long for me just to like even show like him what I was writing. And then when we were recording, we were like listening to all the tracks and just sort of like pinpointing which areas, um, Justin was going to do like his vocals over and like I had like a brief moment of like oh like he'll have to read like what I'm saying (laughs) kind of thing um but then like obviously like my bandmates are amazing and obviously like would never be like what the fuck you know so I just like gave him the lyric book and he read it and it was obviously it was fine Mm -hmm. um and then you know like I see bands like local or whatever and like you know people are like grabbing mics and like singing along and i'm like i want that but like uh, at the same time you know (laughs) um is there you know we don't have to go through song by song because that's not the goal here obviously um (laughs) but is there one song in in particular on a lyrical side that you're like most proud of of how it all came together um yeah there's probably a few like one like the very last song in particular like that's like a one of those like here's like my sad diary entry (laughs) kind of thing but like I really am proud of like how those lyrics came about um and then another song uh I think it's like song nine maybe it's called spit it's just like a like the one that has like the sort of like breakdowny part at the very end there like one of the quick songs Mm -hmm. um like that one lyrically like maybe it's just like a very like stereotypical like don't fucking touch me sort of back off kind of songs but like I'm really proud of like how that song sort of turned out and like I can see it like in my head of like people just losing it when we're playing kind of thing like once they know what the words are you know like (laughs) um but yeah one in particular like the last song in, in specifically like songs that I'm proud of lyrically I would say that's probably probably the one of them yeah it's Mm -hmm. like I mean I don't know how much I should go into it but it's just about like you know death and dying and like family members going through it and like Mm -hmm. you know life sort of stuff (laughs) yeah and I I have always felt better for myself when it's like I've been able to put out the the thoughts or the feelings that I've had into a notebook whether it's physical or on my iphone and then that's in the music and then and then because there's been times where it's like i've written a whole song for one of my older bands and that's like okay that feeling is now out there and i don't Mm -hmm. have to hold on to it anymore and you know there could be things that change in time that i can reflect on but at the at the very least i got it out of my system yeah that's kind of how i feel now and like why i feel like i'm a lot more like accepting of like having the lyrics out there like I feel like I wrote it down I recorded it I'm yelling about it like that doesn't affect me anymore like it's now for somebody else kind of thing right 
Um, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it's so funny because it's like, you know, I I know that there's a lot of other vocalists that I'm sure who are listening to this podcast who feel that same way of like, oh, like these precious words, like truly precious and um, important words to me that are all like a part of my art are going out there. But it's it's so funny that it's like, it's it's that but like you know you're not whispering the lyrics when you're playing you're screaming it at the top of your lungs so it's like yeah. you know no one needs to know what this song is about <laughs> yeah, so, loud. Um, so yeah i just i think that's just kind of funny but it is is really cool to see that you um well a you clearly care about what you're writing about and b you're like um opening it up to the idea of like okay this is going to be you know, out there and I want other people to connect with it. Uh, if, if, mm-hmm. if that, if that, if those, if that's important to them. Yeah, exactly. If it resonates, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's, um, yeah. what's, you, you know, cause you know, asking you about like vocal inspirations, I think is kind of just like a kind of a whatever question, but is there any like lyrical people that really inspire you and have like influenced you with false body? Yeah, actually, um, I've always liked, like, Touche Amore has kind of been, like, been a band that, like, I've consistently always liked, Mm. and his songwriting, I think, is always, it's so good, because it's so vulnerable, and, like, he writes, oh, I feel like I write in, not as well, obviously, as him, but in a similar style, where, like, I'm maybe not necessarily, like, trying to find things to rhyme about, this is just, like, here's just, like, a bunch of lines of, like, how... I'm feeling or whatever. Um, I really like how he writes. And then, um, uh, what's uh, Haley Williams. She wrote like a, like a solo project, like during the pandemic and like how she was writing in there was like super awesome. And like, I really liked how she wrote there too. So like, I try to, you know, try to be a good writer <laughs> like her as well specifically like with her solo stuff because i just think it's so good mm. um but yeah those are probably like the two that like immediately come to my head but yeah i don't know i'm trying to i'm trying to write not like cheesy emotional stuff but like kind of that <laughs> well you know it's it's that thing where it's like you know when like it, there's nothing worse in your soul when you put out music that you know that you've half 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 asked whether that's like mm-hmm. oh that guitar take or the the drum fill could have been way cooler or those lyrics i wrote on the spot and looking back it's like i really wish that i took the extra time to do that and so mm-hmm. you know i've learned the hard way where i've put out music that i'm like this sucks and i can't like i physically can't go back and listen to it because it's like mm-hmm. I feel so disappointed in myself. Yeah, that's definitely how I feel about like the EP that I've already brought up. <laughs> I think I yeah. think you might need to do like at least one of those to be like, okay, I'm never doing that again. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I have had that. <laughs> um, so as far as like the time of recording this, you know, I'm probably gonna drop this episode, you know. Well, I, I shouldn't even say like, if you're like, oh, we're going to drop this in September. It's like, I actually need to drop this episode soon because <laughs> I don't have a lot in my queue. But do you yeah. guys have like a rollout plan or like anything that's like in the works right now as far as when all uh, the new songs are going to start rolling through? 
yeah we're sort that's sort of like the conversations that are like currently happening um there's no like date yet but like soon yes <laughs> yeah when is soon i don't know but like yeah it's not gonna be september hopefully so like what like june basically like hopefully maybe end of june-ish maybe july-ish something something around that time but yeah there's no there's nothing specifically totally knocked out quite yet yeah yeah and especially yeah. if you're if you're wanting to do physical releases of any mm-hmm. kind then you know you gotta factor that in and you know I, I like i would love for this new record to be on vinyl but i hope that doing a vinyl release delays this an entire year because you know it's just, and, and true false body form though true like <laughs> you know just like yeah let's just delay it another year like mm-hmm. you know um, uh, but yeah all of us are like super ang- like anxious to just like get it out already and like as soon as like we got those masters it's like do we just like surprise like kind of thing and like you know people like you know telling us to like think about it before you just like release it kind of thing but yeah Yeah. like we're very 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 anxious to like finally have it out yeah i feel like a full album you need to kind of like okay like let's think about a couple singles that we can do especially if you've already done a music video if it's like a little demo or ep it's like yeah like just surprising people and uh and dropping it just that day is kind of fun but um yeah i feel like this to me feels like a very important release for for false body and should be mm-hmm. executed right um yeah but it's also i just just want it out you know <laughs> fingers on the published button you're like Ugh. yeah pretty much honestly because yeah it's been like literally years like right. literally years so like now that it's like so close it's just like <laughs> are you guys uh thinking about or doing any like shows around the release of it um ideally or yeah yeah i think so like again like even just like last night that's kind of like what we were talking about like again there's nothing like set in stone but talking about like bands that maybe would want to come do it and stuff like that so like yeah we would definitely do something mm-hmm. something like that yeah um yeah because i think again when i think of like bands from alberta that i think just need more attention is like you again you guys are top of the list and now having that release out would be like all right this is what you need to listen to um (laughs) what is your oh this was a question i wanted to ask when you guys were having all these songs like demoed out did you have any like uh themes for demo names or were there was it just like a song one two three four yeah it was nothing it was literally just song one two because like again like even going back to like nobody knows the lyrics like i didn't even have title like song titles for these songs either until like literally like a couple of days before like the masters were happening i think i remember i think i remember texting you when i was like oh yes i gotta do a song like a drum cam for this specific Mm -hmm. song and i would ask you and then you were like literally naming the song on the spot (laughs) (laughs) that literally happened yeah like i'd be like going like i've always had like an idea of like which each song but like because we've never like recorded them like i never had like the urgency to be like this song needs a name right and like i'm sure every one of those songs with the exception of burn the witch that is actually still the song name the rest of them have changed several times (laughs) (laughs) but like they officially have names now so (laughs) i think that's definitely been something that i've learned 
uh, maybe not exclusively through false body, but just something I've learned with scoped is like to try to leave it as like these things won't change because they're so factual. But like if something does change, it's like it could either just be changed on the back end. And that could be anything from like um, instead of switching from like the drum cams to have the song names, it's just like here, like the drummer's name isn't going to change where the show is happening. <laughs> won't change because someone can't yep. go back in time and the band name <laughs> likely won't change so like let's just put that at the beginning and just run the video versus trying to yeah. be so meticulous so i think that's been <laughs> something that i've learned probably through false body is like i feel bad for messaging Sorry. Michelle being like name this song so i can post yeah. this video well, no, it's like, but at the same time, it's like, I needed people to pressure me because like, again, there was no reason for these songs to have names. So like, you know, right. <laughs> and then it's even funny now at like jam, like, cause like, again, the songs have names now. So like, we're like making like a set list or whatever. And like, we're going through it. And then like, I'll be like, oh yeah, the next one is whatever. And like the three guys are just like, how did, like, which one's that one? And I'll be like, yeah, yeah. And like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that every, every single band, every single band I've been in has been, I, I like, because I'm thinking about all this stuff all the time, and there's always one person who's like, which one's that? And then I have to play the first riff, and they're mm -hmm. like, oh, that one. But uh, yeah, that's yeah, that'll forever be jams because I don't think at this point like any of them are gonna learn any of the, the song names. Right. I think Lee probably does because like he was helping me like figure out the names of them because like I overthink literally everything, even song titles. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the the Justins will probably never <laughs> not care to know the names, but yeah, it'll just be like this song or this song. It's so, so yeah. funny that like anyone who's a fan of a band only knows the song as what it's released as and the band <laughs> might not actually know what it is for the entire existence of the band they just know it yeah. as oh the one that starts with this or the one that has this thing at the beginning um mm -hmm. that is so funny i've never thought yeah. about it that way yeah or or it'd be like i guess like going back to like i guess like it wasn't necessarily like demo names but like as we were jamming them there would be like new 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 metal <laughs> like very new like very just new like that. <laughs> yeah yeah this song's very new metal um yeah <laughs> yeah i i only asked about that because um uh i think i've talked about this on the podcast a couple of times but on this latest endgame release i named all our all our demos as pokemon move moves so like we have a song called bubble bubble beam we have a song called poison sting we have a song called double kick which is literally the most about a double kick that any endgame song has ever had which yeah. was unintentional but um we because we're recording this weekend we were talking about like um i'm bringing maybe i can move you see my gamecube down there so I'm, bring, mm, oh, I'm bringing yeah, totally. that so we can kind of play in, in between recording sessions and whatnot. Oh, right on. And we were talking about all the games I was going to bring. And Jessa, shout out to Damage Control, was in the room mm -hmm. just working on some stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got Smash Bros. I got um, fucking Lord of the Rings. This, I got this. And I got Double Dash. And she was like, I thought you were literally talking about your weird video game demo songs <laughs> again. And I was like, guys, <laughs> the next release will all be GameCube games. <laughs> see i like that because like i feel like maybe not so much now but like up until probably recently i feel like i was like maybe taking it like too serious you know like 
like have fun with it you know like don't be so uptight about like you know your joke song titles you know (laughs) oh yeah like and i think that came when um when i had sierra from no right on the podcast and she Mm -hmm. off off their latest ep they did all just like produce and like fruits and vegetables (laughs) and she had a song called uh lemon which ended up becoming sour like oh yeah yeah so it's it's just like that's what really trained was like it gets really old just doing song 14 15 16 mm-hmm. so like let, so that's something that i've done way later in me playing in different bands versus like i don't know i feel like it adds just a little bit more cohesiveness versus like if i was sending a, a demo it's like my dog shit on my lawn <laughs> v4 or whatever like it it becomes like a little less like i can't actually remember what the song is actually so it's like you give it a joke name and then you give it a real name later on totally yeah i will be doing more joke names now (laughs) i'm into that what's what is your favorite actual song name of one of the new false body songs what is one that you're like this one is super unique and super cool that's a good question. Now it's like, what are the songs I played? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't actually remember. Um, I don't know. I guess like the song that I sort of brought up before just like sticks out. Like it's just called Spit. Just like, you know, like, <laughs> like that's just like that, like just sticks out to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously like Burn the Witch, you know, it goes with like, just like the witchy vibes of like our new like merch and like stuff like that. Like, Mm. I just, I don't know. I like the imagery of that song title, I guess, but yeah, I don't know. I think I, yeah, I like spit. (laughs) Spit's spit's a good name for sure. Yeah. Um, well, Michelle, this has been a really great chat. I got, uh, just a couple other questions before we start to wrap up. Um, what is the one thing when, fans of false body are listening um to your music that you want people to walk away from like how do you want what do you want people to get or how do you hope to inspire people which side of that do you fall as far as like when i when when people listen to false body i want x to happen um when i want people to start their own band because <laughs> i know how it is of like you you want to do it but like you just gotta fucking do it you know like i remember watching like you know like mortality right and being like i want to fucking do that you know like i want to be that to somebody you know start a band <laughs> yeah no i love that i i love that it's not even about anything music wise it's about the person being like yo you can do this too. Start a band. Yeah. You just have to. Yeah. Do I don't know. It's like maybe like the other guys would say something different, but like, that's at least like the first thing that like comes to my, to my mind. Totally. I don't know. Maybe like another sort of thing is just like, <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. That's what I'll stick with, I guess. <laughs> no, it's a great answer. I, I love that. Um, Michelle, the last question is, a favorite mosh related story that you would like to end with and that could be something that you did something that happened to you something that happened to a show you were playing or you were just attending 
whatever's mm-hmm. the first thing to your mind is how we start to wrap up the show. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not like a big mosh person. I feel like when I, yeah, I know. Very surprising (laughs) to probably everyone. (laughs) Uh, But I feel like I turned into like, almost like a mosh mom. Like someone's dropping their glasses and I'm like, ah, don't step on the glasses. Like that kind of thing. You know, (laughs) I I, like want to make, no, like phones are dropping. Like I want to make sure that phone is not getting smashed. Um, But yeah, like in anticipation for you asking me this question and nobody really moshes to false body sadly but i would like to shout out dan because from the beginning of false body nobody's doing nothing but like he's like was the only guy like doing anything and like still is like yeah i definitely remember like our first show and like just being like whoa like there's at least one person doing something like that is sick and like even when we were in vancouver and like he was there too Mm -hmm. and like again just like being so supportive like up front like just moshing away either by himself or like with another person (laughs) uh yeah so go dan go (laughs) go go, dan go it was very funny (laughs) when when we played together a few weeks ago there's always again i don't know the song but i know the part and the as soon as it comes in i just look behind him he's already putting his shit down i like i'm like go in because yeah it's like he he's a a mosh ride or die for false body for sure so shout out to totally yeah i i love it and i always have and it's always appreciated (laughs) I, i feel like dan has moshed enough for false body that he needs his own piece of false body merch with him just moshing on the, on the back. Totally. Absolutely. <laughs> the, o- the only false body mosher. <laughs> um, but yes. I, do, I also like how you coined the term mosh moms. I've never heard that before, but I'm going to start using that for anyone <laughs> right. who's like, because, because there's mosh moms, but there's also like those, those people that are like the go-to people that like, the symbol stand has fallen over or mm-hmm. like someone's strap has, and they're like getting in there. And sometimes I'm like, as the person filming, I'm like, who's, who's going to be the show mom and, and yeah. help this person. <laughs> um, and, and it's like, I want to, but like I'm filming and then I have to like pass it off. And it's just like this whole, yeah, thing. It's whole thing. But uh, mosh mom, that's a term yeah. that I'm going to be using a lot more on this podcast because <laughs> right of you, on. Michelle. Yeah, I want to, you know, make sure everyone's having a good time and is safe (laughs) and things aren't getting broken. Right. (laughs) Like on that last show, like when like the hole came into the wall, I was just like, no, like, (laughs) oh, Um, someone's got to fix that. (laughs) When you brought up when people drop their phones, it reminded me uh, when Comeback Kid, uh, when Endgame was playing with Comeback Kid in Calgary, um, some girl was... uh, she got on stage and I think like she kind of flipped over and her phone was in her back pocket and it fell out. And then she stage yes. dive and Jeremy grabbed the phone and he's like trying to play and give this phone back. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm, I'm just laughing cause I'm like filming this all as it's happening. And then he puts it on the top of his cab. And then like three songs later, he sees her grabs her and pulls her on stage and gives her her phone back I'm like, <laughs> all right at least it got Amazing. back back to its owner so that yes, was jeremy's like, mosh mom kind of moment 
Thank God. Yeah. I've seen too many cracked phones and broken glasses and like that sucks to have to get repaired and fixed, you know? So like hand me your glasses before you're going to do that or something, you know, like I'll hold your glasses. (laughs) It's going to be like Michelle at a show with like a giant like Tupperware. And I'll just just like have them like all in my shirt, just like everyone's glasses. That is so funny. Uh, Well, Michelle, this has been a pleasure uh, chatting with you. Big fan of your band, big fan of you. you. Um, all you. the links for False Body and yourself will be in the show notes in the description. But if there's right anything on. you want to uh, send the people off with, anyone you want to shout out, or any uh, words of wisdom you want to deem, um, <laughs> the floor is yours. I mean, I just will just say thank you to you because, like, I don't think I've already said it in like messages, but like nobody will care about would care about false body if like you weren't documenting us from literally the very start. So, like, for real, thank you. Like, this is from all four of us. <laughs> nobody would care about false body if you weren't doing what you're doing. So, well, I, I wouldn't you. go that far, but uh, no, I appreciate the I'm going that far because that EP sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, like. <laughs> There's no way that people care about us because of that EP. And if you do, thank you. But like, no, for real, it's yeah, a huge shout out to yourself. Well, no, that's that's <laughs> and your very crew, that's very sweet of you. Um, never something that that I expect, but it's always like, uh, again, I think the feeling is mutual. I feel like there's <laughs> there's times where I film bands where it's like this band already has an audience, and you know the video is gonna take off and and do its own thing. False body mm-hmm. videos have always been interesting where it's like the the fan base is so niche because again there's not that like signal boost of like music on Spotify or whatever but it seemed that mm-hmm. anytime I would post I would post you guys there'd be a flock of people who were either finding out about it for the first time so I don't know it's it's always been an encouraging thing for me where it's like to keep giving that same level of um you know just openness to any new band because there could be the next the the next false body who's just rocking everyone's socks um but michelle thank you for coming on the podcast and uh i cannot wait until this new shit is out yes me too (laughs) thank you (laughs) 